Hey everybody, this week's narration can be summarized by its title, Resolving the Liar's Paradox. Perhaps the most famous and persistent paradox of all time is the liar's paradox. Whenever somebody tries to prove paradoxes are real, it's almost inevitable that the following sentence will appear. This sentence is false. Now, it sounds simple, but think about it. Is that proposition true or false? If this sentence is false, is true, well, then the sentence must actually be false because it's claiming that it's false. But if this sentence is false, is false, then it must actually be true because the proposition is claiming that this sentence is false as false. But then again, if it's actually true, it's got to be false, which would mean that it's actually true. You get the point. This paradox has perplexed many philosophers throughout the years, and many of whom have concluded that paradoxes must exist in reality because that sentence is both true and false at the same time. Well, I'm not particularly sympathetic to that view. The paradox, as far as I can tell, is actually resolved fairly simply without needing to throw out classical logic. So here's the resolution. This sentence is false is not actually a meaningful proposition. The terms don't reference anything, although they appear to at first. To evaluate any proposition, the words that we use have to have a definite meaning, and in this case, they have to have a definite reference. So the error is with the first two words, which are this sentence. As I'll show in a minute, this sentence is actually impossible to define. So let's begin with the restatement of the proposition, this sentence is false. The next step is to ask, exactly what sentence is false? Is the reference to the entire sentence or just part of it? So in other words, is the claim that this sentence is false is false, or only that this sentence is false? Let's examine the latter. If the full proposition is only this sentence is false, then we can quickly understand that the proposition is actually nonsense. Concretely speaking, then, it's evaluating the words, this sentence, and concluding that it's false. But that doesn't make any sentence. The sentence, this sentence, is not a proposition to evaluate as true or false. So it literally can't be true or false. It's kind of like saying the words that this cat or this finger is true or false. It's just a non sequitur. This sentence is just two words that are placed next to each other. It's not a proposition to evaluate as true or false. So that only leaves us with the first option. What's actually being claimed must be, this sentence is false, is false. But we immediately run into the same problem. Is the proposition referencing the entire sentence is false, or just part of it? If it's referencing the entire sentence, then the actual full proposition is, this sentence is false, is false, is false. And we've got no further. So this can continue ad infinitum. This sentence is false, is false, is false, is false, is false without ever reaching a concrete proposition to evaluate as true or false. So if we want to try to make any meaningful analysis, let's try to limit what the liar's paradox references. And let's say the full liar's paradox is this sentence is false is false. But unfortunately, this is just one step removed from our very first problem. If we're evaluating this sentence is false is false, then we have to evaluate the sentence, this sentence is false by itself. And that cannot be evaluated as true or false because it's not a meaningful proposition. It's like trying to evaluate whether or not the sentence, this haircut is false, is true or false. 
It's like peeling back all the layers to an onion. And when you get to the very core of the argument, what's actually being claimed, you're left only with two words, this sentence, which isn't anything to actually meaningfully evaluate. We can use parentheses to try to highlight the problem more clearly. Let's reformulate the paradox as proposition X is false. And we define proposition X as proposition X is false in parentheses. Then it's simply a matter of substituting proposition X for itself. So proposition X equals proposition X is false. And when we're trying to evaluate proposition X, we say, well, what is proposition X? Proposition X is proposition X is false. So then we're stuck with proposition X is false is false is false. And if we say, well, hang on, what's proposition X? It's, oh, proposition X is false is false is false is false ad infinitum. Thus, it becomes obvious there's never any concrete definition for proposition X, and there can literally never be. The only way that proposition X can have a concrete meaning is if it already has a concrete meaning. Its definition depends on the definition of itself, which is never defined. In other words, the liar's paradox is a syntax error, although it's a fairly tricky one, that isn't immediately self-evident. This is the nature of paradoxes in general. They give the illusion of sensibility while containing subtle problems that have to be sorted out. Imagine a mathematician shows you an extremely complex formula proving that 2 equals 3. He thinks he's proven a paradox, that logic isn't absolutely true in all cases, and he goes and develops his entire worldview based on the premise that paradoxes are possible. But you actually investigate his complex formula, and you discover that he divided by 0. He cheated. Everything else about his argument was sound, but he buried a little mistake in his equation. It was an accidental syntax error. He incorporated just a little bit of nonsense into his proof. And this is what happens with philosophic paradoxes like the liar's paradox. If you don't examine it carefully, you might end up thinking that a real paradox is possible. Well, I can assure you, whenever you encounter a logical contradiction, somebody has accidentally divided by zero. You just have to sit down and carefully sort it out. There are a number of other resolutions to the liar's paradox, a few of which are quite clever, but I'll deal with those in the future. I don't find them nearly as compelling as what I've just explained. As is true with every other paradox, the appropriate response to somebody claiming this sentence is false is quite simply to say, well, that's nonsense.